Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. All right. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob Kosberg here for the Publish Promote Profit podcast. Real excited about our guest today. One of the strongest men in the world. So I need this to go well. Okay. I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to mess this one up with, uh, with my guest, Chris. So, uh, let me give you a little bit of information about Chris, and then we're going to dive in and hit kind of our, our specifics. So, uh, Chris uh, has built uh, multiple seven-figure-plus brands, which we'll get into some of that. You built a globally recognized brand in under five years, which is incredible. World record-holding strength athlete, which is just amazing. Deadlifted and squatted 1,000 pounds for reps. Holy cow. Very, very interested about some of that. Obviously, you're on the show because you're the best-selling author of uh, Eagle and the Dragon, a story of strength and reinvention. Want to chat about that. And obviously, you know, this isn't just about your strength, but your strength of character, how you set goals, uh, being the chief visionary officer of your company, etc. So, uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on uh, our Publish, Promote, Profit podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to talking. I, uh, I want to dive right in. Uh, you know, we, we like to talk about two different things. We like to talk about your content and uh, why you wrote what you wrote and what's meaningful about it. Obviously, you're somebody that takes self-improvement very seriously. And we'll also talk about your last book and what it's done for you. And I understand you have a new book upcoming, which we'll probably chat about that a little bit too. So maybe talk first and foremost about, you know, tell me what makes Chris tick uh, what's the whole chief visionary guy and self-improvement guy that has motivated you to be the person that you are? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm really driven by these themes around understanding the basic physiology of any living being, which is adaptation. And the only thing, this is what creates life, right, is to have challenges in front of us, to have stress, hmm. to have things that you know, we may take as being negative as strife, but it is really that adaptation that creates a stronger and better version of ourselves. And I live that in the strength world. People know that they see that, but they may not know like this crazy backstory that happened over the, during the course of my life. And that's the framework for the Eagle and the Dragon and, and how much that really rolls into the more important aspects to me, which are mental or emotional, or maybe even spiritual uh, aspects of strength. And that can be surprising for a lot of people. They pick up the Eagle and Dragon and it's a book. I might have three pages where I touch on lifting in the book. People are like, well, I thought that's what you did. I'm like, well, that's one way I express this in the world, right? And so that's the driving. Anybody that's worked for me, I mean, I, I've been running companies uh, before doing my own thing for a couple decades. And you know, that's one thing anybody that, that has worked in the companies that I've done turnarounds on and uh, they'll tell you is uh, kind of a pain in the ass, but I changed their life because I expect more of people are, and uh, it ends up you know, having this really empowering effect, not on just people's work, but on the, the rest of their life. And people will fall, end up following me from company to company, or now as I start my own gig, it uh, created a, a great uh, opportunity to, to really draw 
become a magnet for people that really want to live in, in those same values and do the same thing in the world. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want to leave the world a better place. And I want to use my skills and my abilities to do that. Let's talk a little bit about that adaptation you were just referring to. I mean, that you, you even alluded to it. You know, that's kind of obvious when it comes to physical fitness, right? You, you know, yeah, you know, you go in the gym, you curl some weights, and your arm gets bigger, right? But it plays a role in so many other things. Yeah, like, go ahead so, with your question. Sure, Sorry for interrupting. How does it play a role emotionally? How does it play a role spiritually, for example? What does that look like? What is uh, Chris's mantra around that? Well, I mean, it's anything physiological related, right? So a number of years ago, you know, they built the biospheres and they, you know, protect, you know, a subset of the, the environment and separate it and see what happens. And trees would start growing in there, right? They plant trees and they grow and they just reach a certain height and they just fall over. And they couldn't figure out what the soil is the same, the tree that changed the tree. It happened to all types of trees. Like what, what was going on? And the simple fact was there was no wind, there was no struggle that told the wind to, to grow this strong root structure and embed it in the ground to create this, you know, to become resilient. And that's what strength is. And so that's why I use the word resilience a lot, right? And to stiffen the bark to, you know, all this to have these impacts. And so the tree didn't know that it was going to get to a certain height and then it was going to need that strength just to hold itself up. And that's life. You don't know what's going to come at you in the future. And so I like to reframe strength as resilience. You know, we need to build resilience for the things that are coming at us. So you find people that like, oh, I want to find a workplace that's conflict free. I want to remove that from, I want to, you know, I'm going to get to this point where I'm so successful. I'm going to retire on a beach in the Caribbean and just drink Mai Tais for the rest of my life. And that is just like putting, you know, the same arm, you know, that I'm doing curls with, I, I break it and I put it in a cast what happens? The process of atrophy and leading towards death. That's what's going to happen, right? If we don't have struggle and strife in our life, now, obviously too much, you know, if you're pushing yourself to the level, like, you know, people in the Holocaust that couldn't eat and were worked to, to the bone, like you, there's a point you can't recover from. You can't do daily doubles three hours a day, seven days a week, you know, at high intensity levels, you're, it's going to be too much. It's a balance, right? But you must have it to live. Yeah. I'm not over speaking. And that's why I use these examples. Like this is not ethereal. This is reality because you try to have a conflict free life, for example, something's going to happen at some point and you're not going to be prepared. You're going to lock up and the world's going to move on past you. You're going to be frozen, unable to take action and do the things that you need to do. You never know what's going to happen on some random Thursday afternoon. And so this is all aspects of our life. This is why we challenge ourselves with, you know, reading books and, you know, exploring like the avenues of challenging ourselves mentally, right? Because if we don't, we get soft, we get weak, we lose mental resilience, right? So my statement is that we treat these things in life like that, all things in life. And the fact that if you don't have challenge, if you're sitting at a desk all day, you should go to the gym or go for a run or do some, I don't care what it is, some sort of physical culture in your life, right? Well, if you don't have those other challenges in, in your life in those arena where you're going to get soft, 
and you get this, something comes up and it's like, man, there's a scary thing. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's writing a book that I've always wanted to write, right? It scares me. What's going on? You know, if you get that little turn in that gut twist in your gut, just thinking about it, like a little bit of fear, but anxiety, like that's your signal. That's the direction that you need to turn. Right. right. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, quitting your job and starting your own company or whatever is doing is going to like work out. But what I'm saying is that practice is going to work out. Yeah. yeah. That is going to make the best version of yourself. Love that. How do you think that is applicable in spirituality? Would that be like, you know, uh, meditation or prayer or daily study or, you know, because obviously it's simple to think about when it comes to your physical fitness, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you mentioned other things. You mentioned your emotional health, your spiritual health, your mental health. How do you think that applies in something like spirituality, for example? You know, spirituality can be a difficult one because so many people have different uh, expressions and views on that. But I definitely believe that you need to create time to think, to meditate. So it's the opposite of, you know, kind of some of the other things I'm saying, which is, you know, go chase things and challenge yourself. But I'm also not saying that, you know, the hustle porn mantra of like, just do it 24 seven, you'd have to create this space to really sit back and assess what you're doing in life. How does it fit with who I am as a person? Who am I? Where am I going in this world? And these are some essential things. And that's actually the process that I drive people through uh, in the Eagle and the Dragon is really this introspection and the values around it. And I don't tell people how to live. Like I can't like no morality, what's right, wrong, or what direction you should do. But in asking those questions of yourself and making sure that you take the time and really being present to do so, Mm. because it's so essential. People want to know how can you do so many things, run so many businesses, be world record, do all, you know, build vehicles, have a family, you know, just all, how do you, how do you do all this? You must like not sleep. And it's like, no, actually, I want to look at my sleep metrics. I'll pull it up on my phone. I, <laughs> I average between nine, nine and a half hours a night. Ooh, good for you. It's, it's, well, it's, it's important for recovery, right? Very true. And uh, it really comes down to getting this alignment to who you are and how you want to be in this world. And when you can cut away the fluff, right? The extraneous things that aren't pieces of that and actually build this so that you get all of that. You integrate it. God, I hate fucking those type of words, but uh, you'll find that you can actually get so much more if every day you're actually taking a step towards those things that are important in your life. So, and you can't do that unless you really fundamentally understand how you want to live in this world and what you want to do. And so that is the crazy part. It's not just doing more and, and accomplishing things. It's, it's the right things. And so you're not going to get that without that introspection. It sounds like you have a process that you take people through. Maybe it's steps or milestones. Can you kind of lay that out? What does that process look like? You know, so somebody listening can go, okay, I, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I like start looking at this stuff for me. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple different ways that I, I like to look at this one. And the, the first one's a pretty simple process. A lot of people are familiar with called the five whys, right? So it, it's taking a look at what are those things that you want in life? I, I want to be 
a doctor. I want to be an NFL player. I want to have a mansion and a nice car. I want like, what are the things? What, you know, if you were to have to make this bucket list of things, right? But they're all things and they're, you know, sparkly things that catch your eye. And I hate bucket lists, honestly, they're horrible because of this, but it's a starting point. And now that, you know, the next question is, why do I want those things? And you just keep peeling back these layers until you get to, I use the word core values, but I'll give you some examples of what I'm talking about. So you get a feel of like, when you get there, they're not things that you can actually ever have. They're a way of being and living. So it could be, I want to have challenge in a sense of accomplishment. I want recognition. So no morality around this stuff. If I've done things, I want to have creative outlets. I want to be continually learning. I want to, you know, sense of family, community, whatever you want to call it. that, that, that is a key thing. Security, maybe the counter of a compliment. Some of these may be counter to each other, right? You're going to get to that. It should be this list of six, seven, eight things. I just gave you five. Uh, and those happen to be five of mine. And once we get there, we can understand, oh, hey, I, you know, this mansion and a fancy car, because I knew if I got that, I must have done really well in my life, accomplished some things. I must have security. So I know that I can take care of my family. Well, if I don't understand that, I could actually do the opposite. I could over leverage myself to get those things that I want and actually create the opposite environment of security, right? Which was my driver for that. So it's really important. Another approach to this is I call it the the balance of extremes. So it's really taking things that are diametrically, one would think opposed. So let's take my big squat, for example. I'll tell somebody, I want you to put every last bit of effort into you know, this squat, this lift, right? Nothing, leave nothing on the table. And I'll tell somebody, okay, I want it to be absolutely perfect. You're going to chase every last ounce of making this the most perfectly executed squat ever. You're like, well, I can't do that. Like if I put all that, you mean, or do I put like no weight on the table and make it look perfect? And it's like, no, I I really do want both. And if you chase these diametrically opposed things, you'll find this beauty in the center. Hey, if I put just a bar on or a plate on the bar and try to make this beautiful looking squat, I won't find where I break down hat. I won't find the faults that I need to, to continue to progress so that I can actually make my technique truly perfect, right? And I can't push myself to the absolute max if I've got these leaks in energy, these opportunities that I'm leaving on the table. And so you end up like chasing two things that are complete opposites, people would think. Let's take a work-life balance. There's another one, okay? And I can tell you the same story about how I've done that in my life and created, I went from wondering what I was going to do in my life because my kids were getting older, they were going to get into sports. I was turning around like aerospace and automotive manufacturing companies. I had my projects. I had my hobbies. I had my gym on the side where I was training at that level. I'm like, something's got to give, right? I get home and it's like time to eat dinner and put the kids to bed. And so what gave was my standard career, right? And I created this environment where the values, the things and way that I want to live, like drew the people to me that would be 
my friends, the people I want to spend time with. My training became part of my, my work. My, I work more than I've ever worked in my life, yet I probably spend about four hours a day more a day, four to five hours more a day with my family than I did before. Beautiful. That's wonderful. And that's by chasing these things that people say are extremes, right? That you can't do this. So the beauty though is here, it forces you into the introspection. It forces you to truly identify, are these the things that I want in my life? Because it's going to be all in and the other things are going to fall by the wayside, right? You're going to find out what you truly can give and not give and what's important in your life. Um, so that he's like, oh, you know, this really wasn't that important. I'm not willing to let these other pieces or aspects go. They must be a higher priority or they're not. And, you know, my squat, I ended up achieving this beautiful like thing that no one else has ever been able to do yeah. by chasing it to this level, right? And so those are just a couple different ways to extrapolate this. But in the end, it, it forces you to find and make those decisions about what's important and what's not in your life. So there's a lot of different tools like that. My personal philosophy, the Eagle and the Dragon is a, is a storyline book. I use this story of my life to articulate and every chapter has this theme and, and it goes through and uh, it covers that. My next book is going to be very focused and just very specific on these philosophies and how you put them in place in your business and life. But the eagle and the dragon, I use this story. I, I grew up homeless in the wilderness, literally foraging for food, killing animals, you know, heating up uh, jugs of water in the sun so you could bathe and dealing with murders and drug running and human trafficking and all sorts of really crazy stuff. Holy Spent cow. some time at the state. I ended up putting myself through college while raising my three younger siblings. Uh, I took custody of my three younger sisters and I raised all them while I worked on my dual engineering degree, my MBA and advanced my career to change, you know, things were they're not good. I had to t- step up and deal with that. So I've seen some really, and then, yeah, I became a corporate executive where I came in and was doing turnarounds for high level companies or growing them from regional to, you know, national to international presence, that sort of thing. And then that's the first half of the book. And so like, yes, yeah, so, Chris, do you tell that whole story in? Yes. Oh, I, I, I tell that whole story. It, so it's a, it's book. a, it's a crazy ride to be get like it just stand alone, but I wanted to write it for the reader. Like what can I drive people to learn from this by not telling them, but to walk that. And then uh, the second half of the book is I walked away from all that success that I'd achieved to deciding specifically who I wanted to be in the world and becoming that. I walked away from basically every aspect of my life and recreated it over the last five years. And you mentioned some of the accolades and things that I've done. I need to dress it up, but uh, that's what the Eagle and the Dragon's about. So if you want some inspiration, you want some direction on, you know, walking some of the, this process is an incredible read. I mean, the, the feedback is phenomenal. So anyway, check it out. I can't wait to do that. I want to shift gears just for a minute though, if we could, um, yeah. You know, the Eagle and the Dragon, your first book, you have a new one coming out. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, we like to, at least on this podcast, to talk about our books and the message we want to get and how we want to help people. But truth be told, our books help us. And the books that I've written have made a difference in my life, not just because I've written them, but because others have read them. Tell me a little bit about what yeah. your book has done for you, how it has put you on the map, how it has served you. I'd like to hear about that. 
Yeah. I mean, it's been a really valuable tool. And I say that as a, as a tool because that is that was part of my intent. I mean, obviously there's the altruistic piece of I wanted to reach out and connect and have an impact on people yeah. and it does that. But the second piece of that is my businesses are around the physical nature of, of improving oneself. And so this book is written on other areas entirely. But what it does is it allows me the framework to book appearances in media, to be on TV, to do radio ads, to do, you know, top podcasts on a regular basis. Every week I'm doing this stuff because you can get on, tell your story, and it's about creating, finding people that to me, it doesn't have to be necessarily exactly an ad, a pitch, like selling people. I haven't talked about anything that I actually produce and I don't need to. Right. If you connect with the messages, you're going to do a little bit of research and find some of the stuff and maybe some of it will fit your direction or not. But it allows me to get into these areas and actually do a pitch and an ad. And a lot of times I'll get into some specific discussions on this as well uh, to my business. But anybody that's interested in self-improvement is going to also look at what I'm doing, right? So even when I don't talk biomechanics and foot and, you know, uh, spine mechanics and, you know, how we're going to help people get out of pain and live better quality of life. But I just did. Um, <laughs> right. Yep. You have the opportunity to do this in mediums that people aren't going to have you on to do an ad. Right. It also allows me to really get people to understand where I'm coming from and why I'm doing it. So my long-term customer value is significantly enhanced. Mm. Right. So people that read the book, they're going to be customers for life. Yeah. Every new product I drop, boom. You know, so my average order value is about $600. It's just going to keep rolling year over year over year. And that's exactly what we've seen as people now, they identify with you and your brand and people buy from people. They buy for emotional reasons. Right. And that's what your book has the opportunity to do. Uh, so there's several different avenues. And then my next book is to, to reframe myself. So everyone is a little bit of a, a branding exercise, right? So my next book, Create Shit, Do Shit, Live Beyond the Limits, is going to be a business and self-improvement book, yeah, right? Yeah. But again, I'm going to go after attacking and reaching a broader set of people that are interested in self-improvement, but not necessarily researching. They probably have a home gym or a trainer or something like that. Uh, they're going to be more affluent, but they're not researching training methodologies and tools and other stuff. But now I'm going to capture them, yeah. right? And I use my position, my first book, my second one is to, to go through a large publishing house. Usually there's not a whole lot of value with that, but yeah. I've got a huge, you know, authenticated you know, social media platforms. I can use my prior book. I've got a movie uh, because the Eagle and the Dragon was great branding about a story. Yeah. So there's a Netflix documentary uh, that's probably going to be coming out later this year around my grand goals, this uh, thousand pound uh, squat journey. And Fantastic. like, it's also covering the backstory of the Eagle and the Dragon, right? So all this stuff just works together. They're different pieces of the puzzle. And this written medium is just really powerful for framing who you are, what value you add, right? It's really great for guerrilla marketing, for being able to book these things that normally, you know, on TV, I've probably been on, you know, TV half a dozen times recently. They're not going to get you on the news to talk about selling your product or selling your service, right? right? But here you are. I've done 
if I scroll in fitness podcasts, all the top rankings, I probably hit 80% of the podcasts, right? That have all booked me on. And so that is like, that's the tool. They're not going to have you on to pitch services and pitch ads. So, uh, and then again, is that connection, that long-term value for your customers. So those are the angles and that's what the book has provided for me. Yeah, that's- There's a a business purpose without a doubt. You know, of course. I mean, look, it's hard to write a book. I don't have to tell you that, right? You you probably- Business, you have to create money to do the change that you want to do in the world. That's- Money is the fluency. So you have to be able to generate this or you're not going to be able to have that impact. That's right. That's exactly That's right. just as plain and simple. You'll have to go and get a job and you'll leave your, your dream and the thing that you can really make an impact on the world with unless you monetize. We like to talk about creating with your book income and impact and you can reverse those either way. You've obviously done that. I, I love what you've done with your your first book because it really fed into everything that you do the second book you're going a little broader right you're going more into yep. the self-help um do you have you're not selling anything now i understand that but do you, is there going to be an offer connected with that or are you branching out into maybe more coaching or consulting or you know something at a different level what's that look like for chris down the road yeah. So, well, we do coaching and consulting as a company. So I've got a team of people and we do education, seminars, all that. But again, it's it's not in that world and no, there's not, but it's going to be tied to uh, launching a podcast around self-improvement and using the network that I've developed, right? To bring on people that have been really successful and leaders uh, in leadership, entrepreneurship, athleticism, all these. So as to get those figures on the podcast, right? Yeah. So to have something that is, you know, like a Joe Rogan, a Tim Ferriss type level, but a focused, you know, have have some focus with this podcast. And with the book, with my existing things that I've done to leverage with that, I have these connections to do this. And so to do that, you know, that, you know, maybe there's some monetization that comes with that, whatever. I'm not worried about uh, that per se. Right. But that is that is it, right? So I'm not going to be doing business coaching or anything like that personally. I certainly could do that really easily if I wanted to off of this approach. That's just not my interest. I've got, you know, an eight-figure company that's, you know, rolling into nine figures here, you know, in the next little bit. Like, I'm going to feed this, this monster. And then I've got my other uh, two companies growing, right? So to me, it's about getting these big figures, getting them connected and using their media platforms now to enhance my exposure again around these themes that are going to be people that are focused on, again, this self-improvement and there's always a physical component of it. And we're continuing to grow this line of products and services in that environment that meets basically as many of those needs as, as possible. And so it's really getting into the general populate consciousness. I think about it as just raising this level of awareness within the consciousness around the world. And the more that I can do that, you know, be like this Elon Muskish type personality, the more people are going to find what you're doing. And then you also get the, which I've done with my so separate discussion, but it's along the same lines as like, I have the, probably the, the highest level, I don't know, not probably clinically backed scientific advisory board in my industry. And those relationships and those people, you know, standing with my company creates credibility and authenticity 
for the brand, right? And so the same thing happens as I get connected with these other larger figures out there and end up on their medium because they're promoting it because it helps them to have, you know, and again, it creates this authority, authenticity, all these sorts of things around my brand and what I'm doing. So that's, that's the angle. Now, if I wanted to sell you know, people come at me trying to engage for some of those services already pretty regularly. And so I could do that if I wanted. That's just not of an interest because I know exactly what I want to do and the impact I want to have in the world. And that isn't in that mix. Love it. Chris, love it. I coach the leaders of the companies in my portfolio. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> yeah. I love your passion. Uh, I love what you've shared about your book. Can't wait to read it myself. I have not done that yet, but I will. It's on audio too. Uh, if you go to chrisdoffin.com, yeah. uh, well, there's a link to my companies, but there's a free audio download for my book on there. Obviously, if you've got Audible, it's just a credit, but if you don't, you can sign up through that link and get a free my book and another book as well. So it's a great deal. Obviously, I get some sort of kickback there, but honestly, I promote it because yeah. it is a great deal. Like I love Audible myself from busy people. Great. So is that the best place that people can learn more? Go to chrisduffin.com. Where else uh, can we find you, find information? Where's the best place? Oh, yeah. yeah people are probably listening to this on their uh, you know, device in their hands. Yeah. If you go to the search feature and type in Chris Duffin, I'll come up. If you go to your favorite social media platform and type in my name, I'll come up. I've got one of those little blue check things there. But uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Uh, Instagram and LinkedIn would probably be the areas that I engage the most in. Easy to find. Kabuki strength is the main, like this is what I do. But if you want to find the other companies, Chris Duffin is an easy thing, but I'm not going to overcomplicate it and write down, give you handles and stuff to remember. Chris Duffin, it's like muffin, but with a D, you're going to find me. Okay. It's not hard. Beautiful. Beautiful. Chris, uh, loved having you on. Thanks for uh, sharing your passion and uh, all the success. Can't wait to read the book. Go check out chrisduffin.com. Look for Chris, connect with him. Uh, Your life will be different because of it. Great to have you on, brother. Been a good talk, man.